In a past life, Mike King was one of New Zealand's best-known entertainers, but that role changed dramatically when he started up the radio show The Nutters Club on Newstalk ZB. That's evolved to see Mike become a prominent mental health educator and ambassador for both I Am Hope and the Key to Life Charitable Trust and, of course, Gumboot Friday, which is raising money to provide free and timely counselling for any young person in need. So Gumboot Friday is tomorrow and is going to go virtual this year. So it's a great pleasure to welcome, no my, hide am I, Mike King on Six in a Song. G'day, Mike. Kia How are you guys? You good? Yeah, we're good, fantastic. Man. How good. are you? I am excellent, Tyler. And uh, <laughs> it's nice to hear your beautiful dulcet tones, Mr. Daniels. It's been a long time. <laughs> Last time I saw you, you were claiming um, the credit for putting together my daughter and her husband, one being Stacy uh, and the other being Scotty. I was there on the night, brother. I saw the negotiation go down <laughs> at the Waikato Sports Awards. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, thank you for that. We've got, I've got three beautiful mokopuna out of that. <laughs> Lovely. Yeah. Lovely. Lovely. They're, they're both true assets to our country. Yeah, that they are. That they are very kind. Now, Mike, obviously, Gumboot Friday on tomorrow. What's it looking like at the moment? You've got a good response. Um, a little bit different this year, of course. We have got like you know, last year uh, in, in May it was done in Freedom. We've actually got more traction for this virtual um, um, Gumboot Friday than we did for the earlier one, and we've had some fantastic. Um, responses, not only from the corporate community, but from communities themselves. For example, um, we got a text uh, earlier a a month ago from a farmer down in Southland who said, look, you know, I've got 11 other farmers around here and we'd like to donate a bobby calf uh, to Mm. Gumboot Friday. They should reach about $500 when they're up for sale. Um, So if I can get 11 of those, it'd be great. We've got over 1,000. Over 1,000 bobby calves. We've got our battery, wow. um, our battery uh, initiative, which is people. Um, I got um, I got contacted by a wonderful company called um, Bapcor, and they said to me, "Look, we want to uh, recycle batteries. We want to encourage people to recycle batteries to save the environment. Plus, we want to give all the profits to um, to Gumboot Friday for the counselling service." Um, I spoke with Craig uh, this morning, the man who organised it, and already we have reached $100,000 through through them. You know, Burger Fuel have come on board. Every, every, everyone up and down the country, TR trucks, just so many, too many to, to think. But the best thing is 100% of all money goes directly to counsellors. No admin fees apply. So when people donate to to uh, our counselling service, Gumboot Friday, they know that every cent of their money goes directly to counsellors. So to run your organisation, you must have other funders and supporters. So do you want to do a shout-out for those at the moment? Oh, again, there is just too many. And you know what? A lot of um, organisations don't want to mention, but I will I, I, I will mention um, Ted Manson. Ted Manson of Manson Construction has been a long-time supporter of, um, of Gumboot Friday and uh, the Key to Life Charitable Trust. And, and his, uh, some of his money goes towards... Um, 
towards covering uh, the admin. And on Facebook tomorrow, we um, have got a comments column. Um, Fisher Funds have put up $50,000, and they will donate $1 for every comment that is made on the post on the Gumboot Friday page, up to $50,000. And these are sort of, you know, fun nice. things that, that people are doing. It's just it's crazy, honestly. Yeah, fantastic, Mike. Now, you've been doing this for a long time, Mark, and obviously now more than ever the need there for Gumboot Friday and these businesses who are coming to the table and the work that you do to get funding for councillors for these young people. What are you hearing out there at the moment? What's the feeling with young people in Aotearoa? Um, well, it's it's quite bleak and it's quite dark. Um, my, my, my GM actually is... Um, just rushing to the hospital now because um, one of one of someone close to her is just um, just yeah uh, in ICU up there. So mm-hmm. it's it's bleak everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. And you know I can't help but wonder, you know, where these young people would be if they'd got the counselling before their negative thoughts turned into into suicidal thoughts. You know, um, we need to be more proactive. Currently, um, you know, the Ministry of Health are in the crisis business. So, you know, you have to be in crisis before you can get the help. Um, what Gumboot Friday does is, is it allows young people to talk about their feelings, to normalise the feelings that they're going through in front of a trained counsellor and realise that the things that they're experiencing, all people experience, not just young people. Uh, what we've discovered is the biggest problem in mental health today is we all overthink stuff. And we've got this little inner critic in our heads constantly telling us that everyone's better than us. We're the only ones getting it wrong. And, you know, we're we're constantly putting ourselves down. And when you line that up with social media and you're looking at everyone else presenting their best me, you know, what their inner critic is saying, it's just you. It's just you. It's just you. But everyone has those thoughts. I have, you know, I second guess everything that I do. Um, And so... When we do our in-schools talk, we, we explain to young people um, that having an inner critic is normal, and we do that by sharing our journeys through our ups and downs mm-hmm. and allowing young people to recognise themselves in our story and recognise also that they can still go on and be successful despite having those doubts and fears. And having those doubts and fears is normal. I know you have spoken about this before, but what was the moment that you realised that your own mental health problems were becoming overwhelming? Um, I'll give you the honest answer. It was when, you know, I was right in the midst of uh, drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, The reason I was um, a drug addict and alcoholic was because of those swirling doubts that I had in my head, that constant little voice saying, you're not good enough, you're a fake. I had imposter syndrome. Uh, You know, I was wanting to be loved by everybody. And, of course, that's, that's a ridiculous notion. You don't realise that at the time. And I, it just all became overwhelming. And, um, you know, I uh, I wanted to end my life. And in the middle of my attempt when I was unconscious, my then eight-year-old daughter um, just magically appeared in my dream and said, Dad, what are you doing? Well, I need you, we need you to come home, come home. And at that point there, I realised the effect it was having on my family. Um, I still had those thoughts, but I, I realised that, you know, 
instead of trying to run away from the thought, I was just thinking, well, I can always do it tomorrow. And then I got the help that I needed. And, you know, I still, I still have, you know, um, days just like everybody else. I still have days where I'm, you know, I struggle, but, you know, I've got a great support network around me now with my, my lovely wife, um, who knows when I'm struggling and, you know, takes my phone off me and orders me to bed and, uh, you know, and helps me. Um, and I often say this to people, there's only one thing worse than having a mental health uh, issue, and that's living with someone who has a me- mental health issue and they're not addressing it. So my wife has permission. My kids have permission to tell me when, you know, when I'm getting out of control and um, I take their advice now. Mm. We're with Mike King for Six and a Song and Gumboot Friday, obviously, tomorrow. Uh, Mike, we're loving having a chat with you. You're right to hold there for a couple of minutes. We'll have some more questions after the break. As long as you want, Tyler, and I'll tell you what, (laughs) Simon better watch out. Simon better watch out. Good on you, Mike. So, Mike, you've been... you you mentioned your uh, addictions before, and that's that's where you ended up with those mental health issues. So how are you oh, handling no, those addictions? So, so, so the, the alcohol and drug addiction, um, I was self-medicating. So they, they weren't the cause of it. For me at the time, they were the solution to my issue. And, and you know, for a, and this is, there's a huge misunderstanding around drug and alcohol addiction. And, you know, I don't even think that they should be in the same basket. So we have mental health and addiction services, but mm. the addiction is there. It's self-medication because there is nothing else available. For me, the only thing that shut up my inner critic was was getting drunk. So uh, my inner critic was like, my inner critic was so bad. Everyone's going, but my son, it was like a crying newborn baby with colic screaming hateful messages 24-7. And getting wasted and drunk was like going into the lounge, getting away from the baby, going into the lounge. I could still hear it in the background, but just getting some peace and quiet. The only problem that I had was um, uh, a buzz only lasts five or six hours. Then I had to go back into the bedroom. The baby was screaming louder, and now I've got a headache. So it's get drunk again, get wasted again. It's called the relentless pursuit of temporary happiness. And, Mm. um, you know, there is not, I know a lot of drug addicts and I know a lot of alcoholics and uh, anyone, there is not one, people think that, why do they do that? They're always, you know, why don't they just grow up? Why don't they, you know, they're always out having fun. There is no drug addict or alcoholic in the world who are having fun. We're not having fun. We are running from hell. And the hell for us is usually that internal dialogue that's constantly telling you you're useless, you're taking up space, and you're a burden to everybody. Your honesty is helping a lot of people, Mike. Just a couple of texts coming through at the moment. Mike gave me hope when I was in in an extremely dark place a couple of years ago. That from another Mike. Uh, Mike King, bloody legend. Keep going. Good luck tomorrow from Craig. All right. Let's go to the... uh, Let's go to the six quick, uh, the quick fire questions. Yes, if we could. So, uh, what are they? I've heard this before. Is it the same as everyone else. Similar. What <laughs> advice would you, What advice would you give to your fifteen year old self? What advice would I give to my fifteen year old self? That's easy. Uh, Puberty is only two and a half years away. Don't panic. You're not a weirdo. <laughs> oh, uh, nice. No, nice. 
Seriously, yeah. that was a struggle for me at 15 years old. You know, I was at high school. Everyone else had matured. You know, I had to, you know, I cleaned up the, the football field so I didn't get in into the showers with everyone. It was a horrific time for me. I was four foot 11, buck teeth, big ears, a huge head. Uh, right up till I was 17 years old, four foot 11, and then bam, I shot up to six foot. I even said to my dad one time, Dad, what's wrong with me? Why aren't I a man? So that's what I would tell myself, honestly. It's only two years away, son. Be patient. Nice, yeah, nice. nice, Mike. What is the best present you've ever received? Oh, that's easy. Uh, my first car when I was 15 years old <laughs> and, uh, in 1977, it was a 1959 Humber 80. My dad Ooh. got Beautiful. Lovely. Yeah. Good on you. All right. Who would four you like to play? Four on the floor, buddy. Four on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> well, they didn't have automatics back in the old days. Um, no. Who would you like to play you in a movie of your life? That's a good question. Uh, either Taika Waititi or Jermaine Clement. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great okay. answer. Right. Who is the most inspiring person you've met? Um, I, I once spent the day with the Dalai Lama. Um, oh wow! Entry with the Dalai Lama and uh, the most humble man I have met. I remember what really, really endeared me to the Dalai Lama was I asked him a question. I don't remember what the question was, but I asked him. And anybody, any other religious leader in the world would have given me an answer or made up an answer. He just looked at me and went, "I don't know." <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, "Wow!" And he said, "I will go home and I will, I will look at that and I will ponder on that." And I was like, "Wow! What a legend!" Oh, nice. That's great. Now, if you could invite three people to dinner, who would they be? Okay. Um, well, the first person would be Jason Gunn. Yeah, uh, nice. A very, very humble man. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, don't take this the wrong way, James, but Simon, Simon, Simon oh, Barnett, um, he is, you know, he's just... That guy there has got a rock-solid heart of gold, you know, and he oh, doesn't does, yeah. say about anybody. And the third person, which would, you know, uh, my dad. My, my oh. dad passed away a couple of years ago, and I would do anything to have another meal with him. So, yeah. You'd my like dad, to dance with I'm... your father again, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, you're giving me goosebumps. We're, we're going to get on to your song. Tell us what the song is and why. Um. So, you know, I heard the song for the first time just just a couple of weeks ago, and um, it's my style of music. I think, yeah, I think it would win your competition with um, with Simon there, James. You can steal us for the competition for the song of the week, but give you blue, Alan Stone. Lovely. All right, thank you very much uh, for your time today, Mike King.